Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. It's the one and only V, the Grill Economist, with the man himself, CJ, who's working the airwaves, who's making this broadcast possible. And we have with us a man who needs no introduction at this point. It is the one and only Harley Schlanger. You can find him over at LaRoucheOrganization.com, the LaRoucheOrganization.com, as well as the Institute.com, the Institute.com. Uh, and folks, Harley's very, very critical at this time. I mean, one of the most smartest minds out there being able to break down the happenings of this entire global transition as we are accelerating to some sort of a finale here. And with that being said, Harley, how are you? I'm still a little stunned by this headline I was just sharing with you. Bloomberg Green with the story is beef the new coal. (laughs) Yes, we have to start killing cows now because the cow farts are just lethal. And why would anybody? You know what? You know what kills me, Harley. This is what most people who get into these health fads and kicks don't realize. Um, the most important superfood you could eat is red meat. Now, I'm not telling you to go out there and get slaughterhouse meat and low quality meat, but if you have a healthy animal, okay, animal fats and animal products and animal meat is what your body runs on there are 52 vital nutrients you ever wonder why western men are suffering low testosterone it's all the damn plant-based foods and here's a kicker harley most americans 77 percent of americans already eat a plant-based diet it's called carbohydrates and it's all refined so they don't want you to have nutritious foods they don't want you to have things that will make you into a better man have higher testosterone levels have better blood lipid uh, profile levels and whatnot, they will t- demonize me, tell you it gives you cancer. Look at this PubMed study. All fictitious BS and nonsense. Well, the, the same people who are saying that look at the demographics and realize that we've had a significant increase in life expectancy as the consumption of red meat went up in the country. Exactly. Yep. And the, you know, the, some of the diseases that come, heart disease, cancer, are diseases of aging. Bingo. And you know what what you have is this this phony uh, attempt to I mean it's not even plant-based the the fake meat I I did a podcast the other day where I had as the headline let them eat cardboard if you can afford it. Yeah. Exactly right. Exactly right. It, it it's it's sickening. Harley, it's absolutely sickening. They they want to control everything. And if we don't draw the battle lines now and push back on these turkeys, they're going to affect everything about you. Your health, your wealth, your children, all of that is affected. 
Well, let me give you the two headlines today from the Green New Deal and the Great Reset. Uh, maybe you saw these, but on CNBC, they had a story where they acknowledged that the Fed is, quote, following the footsteps of the Bank of England, who are more aggressively integrating climate change risks into the regulatory framework, unquote. In other words, you're not going to get credit unless you're on a carbon zero based program, which means no industry, no agriculture, no energy production, no transportation, because one of the uh, proscribed uh, uh, commodities is concrete, steel, aluminum. They use up too much energy. And then on top of that, The Lancet had an article, we just found this back in 2019, saying that the American medical profession with surgery and, and other kinds of capabilities is terrible for the environment. So that we shouldn't, that we shouldn't take care of people beyond a certain age. Now, the other headline from today was from Reuters. And the article is climate change could upend the financial system. Now, what are they saying? That flooding and things like that are going to occur? No, they're saying the Fed is moving to wipe out trillions of dollars of investments in fossil fuels and industry and agricultural production. So this is on some level with the, the Federal Reserve and the central banks of the world. It's a totally conscious policy to destroy modern society and put us back into the, the Middle Ages or even before that. It's deindustrialization. You know, I don't know when, at what point, at what point did the West become the poster child of self-immolation, Harley? I, this is sick. Like, nobody's coming out with any sort of innovation Nobody's coming out with solutions or new technologies. Everything that is, you know, coming out is for the detriment of human civilization. Everything that's coming out is it's they want to just destroy and break things. I I don't know where this self obsession has 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 come from. It's crazy. Well, I'll give you some hints. I mean, at the end of the Second World War, what Franklin Roosevelt intended was that the United States would reindustrialize Germany, whereas some of his, his uh, colleagues were saying, no, Germany should be kept as a poor agricultural country. FDR said, no, build up Germany and Japan, and then transform American heavy industry, the machine tool sector and so on, to build equipment that can modernize the colonial world. Now, this set off alarm bells in London because Churchill and Roosevelt during the war had a debate over this. And at one point, Roosevelt turned to Churchill and said, look, Americans are not dying in this war to restore the British Empire. And Churchill said, but, 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 and according to Elliot Roosevelt, Churchill started choking after FDR said that. Now, the inconvenient death of FDR and the emergence of that Haberdasher, former KKK, or Harry Truman as the president, put an American president who was completely under the control of Churchill, going back to the uh, famous Fulton, Missouri Iron Curtain speech in the beginning of the Cold War. And while there were efforts to continue the the, the pre-war, or, the, or the, I should say the World War II arsenal of democracy 
uh, economic development because Eisenhower did do an infrastructure plan. Kennedy did have NASA, an investment tax credit, uh, uh, treasury dollars. But after Kennedy was killed, there was a deliberate effort coming from the, I guess you could call them the left intelligentsia to impose terms of environmentalism. And they used the word environmentalism because they didn't want to use the word eugenics. But this started in 1946 with the creation of UNESCO and putting Julian Huxley in charge of it. He basically said that eugenics is necessary, but it's now a dirty word because of the Nazis. And so what they did is they invented the idea of environmentalism, that man is a cancer to the planet and that we have to have fewer men, uh, fewer conveniences for human civilization. And this is where the, the whole idea that took over after Kennedy's assassination, and it took a long time, you know, V, that I, I was in college in the late 60s, early 70s. Back then, there were still hopes that we could use science and technology to cure disease, to end hunger, to explore the universe. But sometime, probably during the uh, Greenspan era, where the real effects of the end of the Bretton Woods system hit, the speculative economy hit, you had a total takeover by people like Walt Riston and various Rockefellers and, and the city of London uh, new financial instrument crowd. And what they said is that we don't need industry, we don't need production, we need creativity in swindling. And essentially from the 80s to the present, we've seen one Ponzi scheme after another create one bubble after another. And the final bubble they're, they're shooting for by their own admission, and this is why this is such an important quote from CNBC about the role of the Bank of England, they're saying they can pull together between central bank funding and private equity funds between 30 and $50 trillion for a green financial bubble, which will save the banking system the inflation will enable them to pay off the debt with cheap dollars. And well, the rest of the population, you're just gonna have to scrape by. And that's what the Great Reset is. And, and that's what the fight is all about. And, and when you look at it from the course of the last 50 years, you'll see how much we've lost as a society in terms of, you know, if you drive from Washington to New York, look at the rusted out cities, the shutdown industry, the terrible transportation. This is, didn't, didn't happen overnight. It's been five decades in the making. It's absolutely insanity. Absolute insanity, Harley. Harley, there's, uh, there's situations happening right now um, with Macron. What is your take with uh, what's happening in France as it's starting to ratchet up with these letters from active service members to the French president, number one. And number two, we're starting to see murmurings of this and a, a, a copy of this sort of, uh, or an imitation of this happening here in the United States. What is your take on that? Because this is important. Also the fact uh, you have the German elections coming up and there is a great swath of people that do not want the Green Party to take the majority. Well, there's no way the Green Party would get a majority. They're shooting for 30%. Because the way things work in Germany now, you have 
no party that's that's worth a, a, a glass of warm beer. I mean, the, all the parties have collapsed and the green has collapsed less and has actually been gaining because the Christian Democrats have become green. The Socialist Party, the SPD is green. The left party is green. The Free Democratic Party, the so-called libertarians are green. So with everyone green, people are saying, well, if we're going to get green bullshit, we might as well go for the real deal. But this woman who's been put forward, uh, Annalena Borbeck, is a hardcore neocon. You know, the Greens back in the 80s, when they first started registering on the German uh, political spectrum, they were anti-war. They were uh, against the uh, attempt to provoke a confrontation with Russia and China. But increasingly, going back to Joschka Fischer, who was the foreign minister about 15 years ago, uh, during the, actually a little longer, during the Balkan crisis, he became the first Green who said bombing is good for the environment, essentially. He, he backed Bill Clinton completely in the U.S. intervention in the former Yugoslavia. And since then, the Greens have become more hardcore pro-war than anyone else. So, you know, they'll never get more than 30 percent. But if they get in the 26 to 28 percent range and the Christian Democrats keep dropping, they'll be able to form, be part of the new governing coalition and probably take the chancellorship which would be a disaster. Now, in France, there's more sanity on the green question, namely because France gets almost 70% of its electricity from nuclear. But Macron is one of these, uh, I mean, my associate Jacques Cheminade, who's run for president in France, refers to Macron as a political hermaphrodite. You don't know who he's... <laughs> it, it can and, be more than just political, Harley. We don't know. Well, you never know. But and, and you don't really want to ask. Nah. But in, in any case, this is one of these cases where don't ask, don't tell is the right way to approach it. Sure. But Macron has made many enemies of the people he needed to keep in his coalition, namely producers, because the farmers are marching. The um, industrial workers are marching because they're being shut down. Now, what you see with these letters from the military, I think this is being played up a little bit more than it, it really deserves. It's partly the Marie uh, Le Pen movement, yep. which has support from some of the old former Gaullist networks, but not all of them. And you know, the, the ones who are speaking out now, you know, this has always been a phenomenon in France. You may not know this, but when France was having problems with Algeria in the 50s, there was nearly a military coup that swept away the, the Third Republic, or the Fourth Republic, rather, which fortunately ended up with de Gaulle coming in. But you actually had a proto-fascist movement, which came from the old Vichy regime. Now, some of these people are good, honest, serious military veterans. Some of them are people who are working with some of the bankers that are trying to create a special niche for France outside of the EU and outside of the present uh, NATO structure. So it's not so clear cut. And I, I would say the same thing in the United States that, look, it's not surprising that people are looking at the Biden administration and saying, where the hell are we going? You know, look, look what Biden's doing with Israel. You know, many people thought 
myself included, that one of the weaknesses of President Trump's foreign policy was his overly generous support to Netanyahu and to the Saudis. So what do we see? We, we see the Israelis moving with a, a brutal suppression of Incredible. the Palestinian population in support of evicting poor Palestinians for the benefit of wealthy Jewish settlers in East Jerusalem. That's what triggered this whole current uh, rebellion. And what does Biden say? Well, Netanyahu is right to defend the security of Israel. Well, sending fighter bombers to, to blow up homes in Gaza. I know that Hamas is shooting off rockets and, and Hamas is not exactly a, an honest broker in this situation. But to start bombing neighborhoods of people who are very poor, many of whom are trapped in, in really what is a, a, a colonial ghetto. This is not something the United States should be supporting. Minimally, we should be an honest broker saying, stop the fighting and let's begin a policy of reconstruction. But you see Biden, on the one hand, he talks about wanting to do uh, uh, a, a new Iran deal, and then on the other hand, setting it up so it won't work. It's impossible to know where this is going, except if you follow Blinken, who's yeah. continuing to throw cow pies at the Russians and possibly Maybe. nuclear cow pies. So, so this is a mess. It's, it's a big mess, and the Middle East is just another part of it. Harley, I want, I want, I want to play something real quick. Uh, CJ, bring this up. This is what's happening. See, and, and, and with, the, with the bombardment that's happening in the Palestinian territories, you have Bibi Netanyahu. Netanyahu, all of a sudden, because he can't leave on a high note, Harley. He can't leave as a decent human being. But being the evil, psychopathic, sociopathic bootlicker that he is, this, this city of London corporation plant that he is, okay, what this guy does, he, he joins in with these, uh, with these um, settler movements, okay? We're going to play a video. This is happening in Palestine territory. Go ahead, CJ, play it. You are stealing my house. And if I don't steal it, someone else is going to steal it. No, no one, no one uh, is allowed to steal it, Yami. Yaakov, you know this is not your house. Yes, but if I go, you don't go back. So what's the problem? What are you yelling at me? I didn't do this. I didn't do this. But you It's easy to yell at me, but I didn't do this. You yeah. are stealing my house. Right there, so you can kill right there. If I don't steal it, somebody else will. This well, is this sick. Is, this is this is what you call lawlessness. And you know, Bibi Netanyahu, his true tradition is the hardcore Greater Israel view that came from a guy named Vladimir Jabotinsky, who David Ben Gurion used to call Vladimir Hitler. Oh, because yeah. Jabotinsky offered to work with the Nazis in return for having a Jewish homeland set up. Now, Jabotinsky's view is that 
the, basically the Old Testament is a real estate contract with the Jews that God gave the Jewish people the land from the Nile to the Tigris Euphrates. Yeah, and Jabotinsky is an atheist also, which, which makes it even more funnier. He's a Russian, yeah, from Odessa. Yep. But the, the, the most important thing is his American secretary was Netanyahu's, Netanyahu's father. Yep. So Bibi has a tradition going back to the Jabotinskyites. And these are the hardcore people who say that this land is by contract given to the Jewish people and we're going to reclaim it. Forget international law. And of course, who justified that for them? Lord Balfour and the British Israelites, some of whom were Jewish, such as the Rothschilds, but some of whom were not. Uh, Balfour himself was not Jewish. Lloyd George was right. not Jewish. He was a British Israelite who basically right. believed that that land was titled to the British elite. And this goes back to the crazy son of uh, Queen Victoria, Prince Albert, who set up something called the Palestine Exploration Fund in the 1860s to look for land that the British could steal. And so what we're seeing play out now is the long-term effects of the creation of a religious cult, the hardcore uh, right-wing Zionist cult of the Likud or the Herut. And Not judged. It, yeah. And they believe that they are entitled to this. And who do they work with? People like Mike Pompeo, another nut job, who basically yeah, they, says, mm -hmm. let's get all the Jews to go back to Israel. So when our, the Battle of Armageddon occurs, Jesus. We can bring will. forth Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Bunch of idiots. You know, let's call let's call BB Netanyahu by his real name, Harley. Let's call him his real name is Benzian Milankowski. Let's call Mr. Milankowski. I wonder how Milankowski's you know, of course he's got to do Netanyahu. It sounds more Semitic. This is disgusting. This is a this is a East India Corps British Intel colonization project that backfired because the natives are firing back, uh, fighting back. It's ridiculous. Well, that's that's exactly what it is, and and it should be noted that Netanyahu has had four elections recently where he couldn't get more than thirty percent of the vote. He couldn't pull together a coalition. And he's facing very serious corruption charges. And so what he's trying to do is convince the, the voters of Israel to convince the judiciary in Israel to keep him in office because he's the only one who's tough enough to protect them. And what you're seeing is an erosion of support for him from the right wing, which is now becoming more militant and more violent. And even Netanyahu yesterday had to say that the Jewish settlers should stop beating up Palestinians. So you know it's bad when Netanyahu appears to be somewhat of a moderate. But this is where, look, the United States has lost all credibility. And as I say, unfortunately, this occurred uh, under, the, particularly under the, the aftermath of the Bush invasion of Iraq and then after the Obama administration. Trump didn't help it by bringing in Pompeo. But now we see people like Tony Blinken and this whole crowd of uh, essentially liberal sounding neocons who are totally British. I mean, Susan Rice is one of the most important people in this administration. She's another Rhodes Scholar. These are the people who cut their teeth on British geopolitics. 
And I, I'm sure you saw this, V, when Blinken was in London, he did a press conference with Dominic Robb, and what did he say? The special relationship is the key to America's future. It's dynamic. Uh, you know, and he, he said, I'm so proud to be a part of this. So this is where the problem comes in. We've been completely dominated by British geopolitics in both parties. And that's why the United States is, has essentially lost credibility with virtually the whole world. Yeah, completely. Absolutely and completely. Uh, terrible, man. Harley, we're at the end of the program. Um, how do people follow your work um, and how do they contact you? Well, I just wrote a, a new article on this, which started with the very interesting intervention by Daniel Ellsberg the other day, who reported that in 1958, John Foster Dulles, the Secretary of State, called upon the Joint Chiefs to propose nuclear weapons be used against China on the issue of the Taiwan Strait and the islands of Kamoi and Matsu. And Ellsberg said, look, this is one time we were fortunate that Eisenhower didn't go along with it. But this is the same talk going on again today. So I just wrote an article on the, the roots of the better tradition of US policy exemplified by Ellsberg. Ellsberg said, we need more people like Edward Snowden today, real whistleblowers. So if people want to get a copy of that article, it's, it's going to print later today. Send me an email at harleysch at gmail.com. That's H-A-R-L-E-Y-S-C-H at gmail.com. And say in the email you heard about this on Rogue News, and I'll be happy to send you a link to it as well as a link to my blog page for free. Excellent. Very well said. And with that being said, folks, we are at the end of the program. Uh, again, check out Harley over at LaRoucheOrganization.com and the Schiller Institute.com. And with that being said, CJ, take it away. <laughs>